Hey everyone, welcome to Neighbor Science, the only podcast about political economy and anime. We are here today to figure out if the future is going to be like Jinro, Trigun, or Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. I feel like both of you might have seen at least one of those. Well, I- I've seen I've seen bits of Trigun and bits of Bebop. I don't okay. actually remember if I've seen Jinro. Jinro is the, the rarest of the three. Oh, okay. I think I watched Jinro, and I think that's not the future we want. I think that's. I don't <laughs> yes. think that's where we want to go. It sounds like you've seen it because it's think, about like heavily armored fascists carrying around giant machine guns, oof. like yeah. killing anyone who dares go up against them. Oh my god! Yeah, I got like a special edition of that, I think, in yeah. DVD. It's um. a very cool movie. Also depressing, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, which means Cowboy I must Bebop, watch though. it. Oh yeah, good shit. It's also morally questionable because it it almost does like this both sides sort of thing. Oh no! Where it's like, well, sure, the uh, the evil bad guy looking like terrorists, uh, you know, massacred all these uh, all these uh, revolutionaries. But mm-hmm. you know, the revolutionaries uh, they were going to blow up uh, part of the sewer with a bomb. So you know, oh fuck, pretty much the same thing. Uh, oh, so I just I just looked up Jinro, and this is why I've I've got a vague familiarity with it. Um, South Korean live action remake titled Ilang, the Wolf Brigade. Oh yeah, uh, was based mm-hmm. on Jinro, and I still haven't watched it, but it looks really interesting, and I want to watch it, especially because I love two uh, things. One is I love seeing like remakes, adaptations, sequels, stuff like that, because it's really interesting to see how um, works of art kind of uh, evolve or are like you know, done in different ways. Um, so I really want to watch that, but also because I just like, I'm obsessed with Korean cinema, like, and like the styles and like the ways that they tell stories there. And like the yeah, American remakes of anime, anime dog shit, but Korean uh, remakes of anime, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I'm probably going to watch that tonight after we record. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, none of them are really features that we want. Not really. Cowboy Bebop is, Cowboy really Bebop is the most ideal outcome, but it's sort of just like we didn't do anything. <laughs> we just <laughs> kept doing what we're doing. Right. Yeah, and somehow we made it into that, like living yeah. in outer space and stuff, which that's yep. not, not going to happen. Which, uh, oh yeah, right before I jumped on, I saw this article. Uh, scientists ask NASA to reconsider Mars mission after studying effects of space radiation. Basically, they found that, like, uh, they, they studied both an astronaut that was on the ISS for, like, 400 days or something like that. Yeah, they have twins. They had, uh, one guy stayed down. He's an astronaut also. They're twin brothers. And one guy stayed up there for, like, over a year to yeah. see what would happen. Yeah, 340 days. And, they, and then they also studied mice. And basically, they found that uh, you become very stupid and anxious and, <laughs> like, <laughs> memory loss and, yeah. All Stupid and anxious with Lumberlands? That doesn't sound familiar to me at all. I don't go they, through that constantly. They, yeah, they I, did I a, must be in space all the time. <laughs> yeah, right? They, NASA did a study, a bed rest study, where they put you at a like a three or five degree angle head down. It slows your, slows your circulatory system down, and it mimics uh, zero-G gravity. I applied and got accepted. Uh, it was kind of slow. You're going to be a fucking lab rat? Yeah, it's kind of yeah, but I don't want to work for NASA. I'm a half-ass astronaut, you know. Um, That's what you get to tell everyone. I actually yeah. work for NASA. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they, uh, yeah, so uh, but you lose. I don't remember. A lot of the people were losing like their bone marrow, like it wasn't regenerating correctly, and and you it's your your bone density by like a certain percentage, and they started having people do exercises. They put a treadmill up on the wall. They keep you at that angle on like um, a wire system. So you'd be on this wire system, like running like that to keep you to, to, to get you to do physical training, you know, to try to stop the bone loss. I, I think it worked a little bit. Um, they're doing a new study now, which I almost filled the application out for, but I, but I didn't. It's like a 30 day stay in like a contained environment that's going to simulate like living on a spaceship going to mars and they they fill you they they fill like a schedule for you to where you're like kind of like simulating work and everything uh it sounded pretty good but they and they give you money for it, 
right? Because it's not just like volunteer free stuff. And it, it seems like it's kind of a lot of money, but then we start like putting the days together and stuff. And it's like if you make a minimum wage, it's great money. But a lot of them, they want you to have like a uh, basically the same stuff that an astronaut would have, like at least a bachelor's degree and stuff like that. But uh, once I talked to them about the bed study, they're like, we well, you see that you're a commercial diver. I was like, yeah. And I started explaining to him like what all that entails she was like you would be perfect for this i was like yep nice (laughs) i love laying in bed all day and i can stay away (laughs) from civilization for like months at a time uh let's do this it was like really slow and then like it picked up and uh when i was supposed to go like in two weeks the lady called me work called and they were like hey man we got like a three-month project and i was like yeah we're gonna go do that (laughs) then I think they put two divers through that program. So, hey, you're welcome, guys. So I uh, (laughs) realized that I forgot to introduce everyone. So I'll go ahead and do that. I'm Ryan. Uh, We got Chris. Yep. We also have Soy Boy of the Deep. Hey, guys and girls and non-binary pals. And John. Yeah, uh, this, this is John. I haven't talked up until now. Um, but, uh, my official opinion on everything we've been talking about is, uh, yeah, I, I still can't pay my bills, but we got Whitey on the moon and, uh, that's my official <laughs> position just going forward. Right. <laughs> I bet he didn't even go up there, man. So what you're saying is you prefer Cowboy Bebop of the three, uh, gun animes. Yeah. I, I actually, yeah. Maybe I don't, I don't know what, what what other animes are in contention right I there. I mean, that is where they can't pay their bills, but Whitey goes to space. <laughs> <That's> so. Whitey, <laughs> right. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's an old uh, what is it? Uh, Jill Scott Heron poem. Uh, <laughs> oh, the guy yeah. did the revolution will not be televised. I found oh, it like right. a few days after the Apollo uh, the Apollo anniversary. Somehow, I just came across it, but not on the actual Apollo anniversary when it would have been relevant. Just like a few days after, and I was like. You found it Damn. on the Voyager disc that they launched into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically. <laughs> I didn't know that's we were amazing. talking to a real alien. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm actually uh, now that they're planning a uh, to put the first woman on the moon. I am trying to write the successor uh, poem to that uh, to cash in on all that clout. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, is that a thing they're doing? They're trying to put a woman on the moon now? Oh yeah, they're they're actually. Uh, I think they're naming the mission Athena after Apollo's uh, sister, and they're legitimately trying to plan. I think by twenty twenty four to put a woman on the moon. They're trying to make it non political by making it span across different uh, presidential terms and everything. Trying to say, you know, one party doesn't just own. Progress oh God! Space centrism is the worst. <laughs> I mean, That's... frankly, being in space when we don't have like healthcare or housing for our own citizens is also the worst. Just trying to like, yeah. you know, it's the wallpaper on the civilization. You got cracks yeah. in the wall, but right. fuck if we didn't <laughs> get Whitey on the moon. Exactly. Why, why do why do white feminists let men uh, do female remakes of all the stuff that men do? Seriously, I don't get it. <laughs> Do you like a cool new space mission that's never been done before? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Ghostbusters on the moon. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not equipped to talk about anything, any of these things in depth beyond uh, that one liner I just came up, came out with. I'm, I'm equipped enough to talk <laughs> about how the moon is, uh, is a useless piece of shit and there's no reason to go there ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not going to have space industry or anything like that. Like, true. We're true. all just going to fizzle out. What's the point? Right. Right. Hey, it's going propaganda. Cool. Propaganda is what that is. <laughs> that John, that's like the best critique of NASA. Really, you can just scrap all of that except for their environmental studies program, and and it would be a benefit. We could feed people. We could house people. We don't need those rockets. The environmental satellites are good. But half the population doesn't believe them. I mean that that was a, that was a little bit maybe like a, a bit hot for me. I would say you start with the military, maybe. No, no, like, <laughs> no. They they're not going to do that, but they might NASA. Yeah, I'm not sure how much how many people we're feeding with just NASA, but I 
I would prefer, <laughs> like, like I, I don't know, like some of the stuff, like, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm not sure at all what we do with NASA. Maybe some of the satellites are cool. I know, uh, that's sort of like now part and parcel of, uh, just life. I don't know how I'd be getting around if it wasn't for GPS satellites or, and stuff. Because Lord knows I can't actually fucking read a map. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I can't even fly a satellite, so it's just. I think they're secretly fun. deploying space lasers to, you know, carry out whatever they need to do. Right. Well, it's not really that hard to learn to to navigate, though. Like I used to deliver pizza, and you you pick it up pretty quick the first time your phone breaks. <laughs> uh, so Sloan just joined us. Hi. Hey, can Sloan. You guys okay? Hi. Yes, we can. Uh, at least I can. Oh, cool. So, Hello. Uh, we'll, we'll have yeah, hi, hi, everybody. Do you have any opinions on uh, Jinro, Trigun, or Cowboy Bebop? Uh, you know, my brother was really into Trigun when we were kids. That was the first anime I actually like marathon because he sat down nice. and made me do it. <laughs> uh, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like Trigun. So we're nice. trying to decide which future we're headed towards. Oh. Yeah, I don't really have context on the other two, unfortunately. I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's gonna be Jinro, but I would prefer Trigun. <laughs> Jinro is the, the one where they're like the secret police or whatever, right? Yes. It's, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I think we're headed to that. I mean sort bright. of secret. <laughs> as secret as you yeah. can be with like a giant unsilenced machine gun that you just carry around with sure, so, so not the secret police, <laughs> but just like the outright militarized fascist police. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. With all the subtlety <laughs> of the authoritarian right wing culture. Yeah. Yeah, like mecha armor. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're actually developing that right now, like, and definitely they'll be using it. Yeah, we'll call them the big wet boys, that'll be their name. <laughs> right, <laughs> that could be confused with our big wet boy, soy boy. <laughs> yes, <Woo! laughs> I can't. What was Trigun about? I think I saw that one too, but this it's not registering at all. So he's like. He's a plant, but he has a gun in his arm, and they, the, it's like the far future, and humanity has resettled on this like desert world where it's like barely surviving, but also his brother is a super long-lived plant person thing. It's, you know, it's place. <laughs> well, as much as I would like to be a plant, I don't think that one's possible, so... It's one, of those, it's one of those shows where it's like, this is really cool, and I like it a lot, but I don't, like, I can't fully grasp what is happening. You know? Yeah. Like with the whole yeah. plant thing, especially, it's like, wait, what? They're plants? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's a yes. character piece, really, and about like fraternal relationships, I guess. Yeah. Right. And sure. Let's go, with, let's go with that. The main, yeah. uh, the main character Vash is like, he's trying to be a pacifist, but like, you know, just keeps getting pulled in for one last job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. How many times can I say that in this episode? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's number two, by the way, Sloan. <laughs> I'd, I'd like, okay. to, I'd to, like to make a, a new I'll entry. Start tallying it. I will. I will. Piece of paper. I'd like to make Sorry, a new entry on. into this anime future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my my new uh, submission is uh, Goblin Slayer, but where all the goblins? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm like. The one trans girl who isn't super into fucking anime, so I have no clue what the hell you guys are talking about. Like, are you a programmer? No, I'm not. I, I did what the, the fuck? transition. Bucking all the stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, that's just the other stereotype, but it, sure, yeah, let's, yeah. let's go with that. <laughs> Wait, you didn't write The Matrix? Oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. I thought you all wrote The Matrix together. Did you at oh, least write it, was, it was at a club meeting. <laughs> we decided when the Kowski sisters were going to come out. It's you know, it's all planned. Right, right, the, right. The big trans lobby. Right, right, right. Big trans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what? What else we, did we have lined up for tonight? We were like talking about. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about guns because that's the whole thing. Gun in the industry. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about the news on here, so may as well. Right. We have nothing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the the oft overlooked topic of guns in America. Yeah, <laughs> nobody ever really gets into that. Overlooked, though, because every every time that the issue comes up, 
it winds mm-hmm. up being deflected onto a supposed mental health issue or something like that. Right. I mean, so it is overlooked, yeah. but in a very visible way. Yes, exactly. If that makes sense, right. I think. It's a smoke and mirrors kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's it's kind of weird because... I'm not sure if if we have anything else to benchmark like current American society off of, but like the fact that there are so many people driven to such a desperate point in their lives where they carry out like these massive acts of violence, but they can't even. I mean, I would say they can't really even strike out at what they want to strike out at. Um, I don't know that maybe that's a little too generous, but. Maybe I'm like uh, misremembering like all the school shootings and such. Not the like the like the one in Columbine. Yeah, like things like that. Like where you clear it. Like clearly, there's something like that's driving you to this point, but you can't even put a name to it yet. Um, yeah, it's called I mean, those ones. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the scary the, thing the is the Columbine kids were neo Nazis too, though. Like this is this is yeah. A, that's true. Symptomatic of, of some sort of societal pressure. It's it's very intentional pressure. There's from, a few that aren't neo Nazis though. F- fair. Okay. There are definitely a couple who are not neo Nazis. They're just like horrible misogynists. Just regular, violent, <laughs> right. white yeah, guys. I, I don't really see that as a wildly separate category of like <laughs> yeah. violent white guys that don't read theory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Or just the wrong theory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> was it, I remember what is it? The garlic shooter was into like super esoteric. Uh, I, well, I like forget land and shit. Yeah, it was like like oh, like eighteen hundred nineteen late eighteen hundreds, like weird. Uh, like my oh, classic right. liberal. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a classic liberal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he had like a lot of environmental uh, aspects to to his nonsense also which is really mm-hmm. like odd i got to listen to a lot of uh, sean hannity on the radio at work today <laughs> or this week what a treat <laughs> and uh then rush follows him it was, it was super yeah. good but i got to hear yeah. all these all my co-workers talking about this nonsense and when they brought up um like the environmental aspect of this guy's nightmare a uh, little book he wrote or whatever they were all like well, this guy's obviously a fucking goddamn leftist. Only leftists care about the environment. And I was like, yeah, this is a... no, I'm just not gonna engage with these people. I don't yeah. think it's a good idea. Yeah, one of they... the uh, one of the right wingers that was going sicko mode in my mentions last night uh, was was making that exact argument. Like, uh, oh yeah, this, the uh, El Paso shooter was an environmentalist. And then he linked this article that was like. The El Paso shooter was an eco-fascist. And I'm like, it says fascist <laughs> right there, dude. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, the environment's going bad, so we need right. to kill everyone. Oh, classic right, environmentalism. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, dude's, like, flying your team colors right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah. People really don't, um, they're not, like, super aware of, of like, environmental fascism. Yeah. Ecological fascism at all. And it's, it's, uh, it's uh, I think it did sort of lot... come out of nowhere to most people, right? Right. Other than like, Murray Bookchin, <laughs> right? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. No one, you know, if if everyone would just Google Murray Bookchin, they could read about it from the 1960s when he talked about it. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It, it's just that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like a different aspect, and they they don't understand. It's like yeah, yeah, but he's not really an environmentalist because he wants to kill a whole bunch of animals. Right. Called humans. Right. That's not the way you go about whatever, man. Yeah. 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 yeah but there is definitely a whole bunch of hot takes out there. I was biting my lip uh, yeah. the whole time. Just kind of. I mean, this, this is going to be the new, like, theoretical battlefield, though. It's going to be eco fascism. Like, that's Pretty where much. they're yep. driving it. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and it, it yeah. puts them back in a place where they feel where they can be perceived as justified. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's easier. It's easier to, than like stealing socialism as a concept and and like I mean like as an aesthetic maybe because like yeah, the, I'm, yeah I'm, well the at least to, in order right there. to mollify liberals because they're just going to hear environmentalism and go oh okay exactly right oh yeah I will accept your hierarchy whatever it takes yes drones eco drones exactly yeah yeah 
Well, I was going to say Sloan in, in particular, like, um, like we're both from the PNW Pacific Northwest. And like, I don't know, my perception was that EcoFash was already catching on there because it's such a eco place, but also because it's full of fucking fascists. Yeah. Um, like one of the guys that I knew there who I eventually realized like, oh, this guy isn't just an edgelord. He's actually a fucking fascist. Um, and he just like intensified it over time. But like, um, or like at least he became a fascist. I'm not sure. He, he was, he was fucking weird, but he would, he would, uh, toward the end of our communications as, as, uh, you know, kind of first 12 friends, you know, he, he would, he would like talk about how <laughs> he was like, you know, he's like, you know, uh, uh, the Nazi party was actually very into like environmentalism. And I was like, okay. And he's like, also they were anti-smoking. They were very pro health. And I was like, all right like mm -hmm. like basically yeah, like, i mean you know it's it's really super great for the environment when you enforce like a gigantic extractivist state that's definitely right right yeah sorry you i didn't mean to interrupt your point there no i was i mean i was i was kind of saying that but like it was like he was he was kind of appealing to i think one of the more insidious aspects of like fascist uh ideology which is the idea like the yearning for vitality and rebirth, which is like, those two things on their own are fucking great, right? You always wanna be like doing better. You always wanna be like as healthy as you can be, right? Like these are like strong ideals and values and virtues, but like, um, it's like really dangerous shit when like that leads to like a culture of like brutality because you want that only for yourself uh, mm -hmm. and your like in group. And so, but like, but in the rhetoric, it just sounds like, you know, they, they crafted it to sound like it's a, a great unifying, totalizing force. Um, when really it's just- They're so afraid actually, of looking gay, they'll uh, they'll uh, adopt Nazism instead of a skincare routine. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But then as Nazis, they'll be like, I've been really getting into face creams. You know, like, yeah, that's right. basically their thing. It's like, they can't, they can't take care of themselves until they just They come in a black container like, shaped like a gun. So right, they, exactly. they need right, the right. government to be their dad and to punish yeah. them for not doing, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they literally want the government to be their father figure. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what yeah. they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And yeah. they also want to be that father figure, I guess. But you know, they hate yeah, the nanny state because it's a woman. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, that's that's what it is. They want a punisher and not a like a. I, it's like political BDSM, I guess, is Nazism. Like, <laughs> well, that's much more been, sinister. Yeah non-consensual kind of way obviously exactly exactly One day i'll be the dom <laughs> yeah <right>. exactly <laughs> so that's how my yeah. dating life goes <laughs> uh... I, don't know, I feel like most people are like um they, they're sort of cool with most functions of the government and then they're like oh oh wait you have to pay taxes for this shit <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like oh fuck oh like i don't know like i think anytime somebody mentions mentions nazis you could be like you know they also had to pay taxes to that shit too and that, that would immediately cause like a, another great like infighting like uh, on the right so right. Fucking... Oh, for sure oh, yeah the more infighting we i think, can I think we on the right would be great yeah. their own rhetoric um yeah. you know like push, pushing anarchy is freedom that's sort of an angle uh yeah, because they they want to capture that. So so we should be pushing like, why do you want the state to be your dad? Why do you want the state to take care of you? Why have taxes at all? Why not just abolish the state? It's just a tax machine. You don't hate taxes. You hate forced employment. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. If you weren't a wuss, you could take care of yourself and defend your own community. Yeah. If you're such a badass, not, like, know, alpha police. male that's connected to the land, why don't you become a fucking hunter-gatherer, you loser? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, you uh, could always go to, like, real hot take and be like, you know, yeah, there are bad Jews out there, but they're bosses, and the other ones are fine. You know, like, you gotta be really careful with that one, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, it's, it's dangerous, but, I mean, I don't agree with that kind of a tactic. I think it's... <laughs> maybe not the best when we talk about like marginalized groups, but definitely well, exactly. like, and that's the issue, right? Is right, but like when we, when we or, or maybe when we suggest that the rich are this small group that's um, right. things, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess I I uh, did you hear anything on on the work site about 
like uh, the uh, Arctic being on fire. Oh, Did yeah. they mention that on the news at all? Uh, they they didn't. Okay, so yeah, I, I got three days of right wing AM radio under my belt. They didn't bring up the Arctic catching on fire at all. <laughs> that wasn't brought up. <laughs> um, mostly, it was just about these damn shootings and uh, uh, AOC. And then on the third day, uh, they brought up the DSA meeting. And oh, <laughs> all they talked about was the hand, sh- like, no, no clapping. It's like all oh, they had. Oh, yeah. Like, the jazz hands. So much for the free speech right. Yeah, it's right. These damn, <laughs> damn socialists, I don't want you to clap. It's like they never explained, like, I don't know. You know, you know it's just like, right. well, okay, good take there. Oh, yeah. Well, like, see, that's that's first you're going to tell me not to clap. Next you're going to cut off my nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> my that's precious. So that's okay. <laughs> uh, you, you can laugh with it. Society's <laughs> gone downhill because we don't have any more castrates. Yeah. yeah they, look, they, look we had eunuchs in the Middle Ages. Now we don't, and uh, climate change is happening. So you you put two and two together. Yeah. <laughs> the one guy tries to explain that's a it's a cycle. You know, Earth gets hot. Earth gets oh, cold. that whole fucking thing. And yeah, Earth gets hot. It catches on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Normal stuff. <laughs> All life on it is extinguished, and everything. It's a normal cycle. It happened to the dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, I don't totally see, see that. The- yeah, I, I heard uh, the, the Tyrannosaurus got wiped out by super fun sites. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really see what the point of denying it is, but uh, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I just, I just don't, it just kind of baffles me. I'm, I'm at this stage where I'm just like baffled now where it's like. That, that's because you're thinking about it logically though, and it's not a logical decision. It's about, yeah, right. it's about maintaining their own comfort and worldview. So they're exactly. like, about your yeah. facts, my boy. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do go through bouts of depression about it every so often <laughs> <laughs> i wish i really didn't know or you know like, don't we all understand yeah, right. uh, i wish there. i was just really fucking stupid and didn't know anything <laughs> <laughs> i'd be uh, so yeah, happy yeah right if, if the human race survives then like there's going to be some really interesting psychology textbooks written about this period in time i think <laughs> oh for sure for sure yeah and it, it's uh by so Trump kind of said some stuff about like uh, gun regulations and stuff. Also, I'm waiting for like I, I feel like there's some sort of like uh, and it, this is me being all like conspiracy theory and stuff. So, see, like gun prices are extremely low right now. Mm. They're like they're, they're the lowest I've ever seen them. It's ridiculous prices right now, and I know that's got to be pissing the gun companies off. Unless they're just selling so much of them now that they, they don't, that the price, they can bring the price down and just sell more. I don't know. But um, I'm waiting for those prices to go back up. And, and like, the, if, if it was, a, like, a Democrat or whatever, they, like, when Obama was in the gun prices and ammo, ammo was scarce if you went to go uh, to, like, Walmart or your gun store. If they had ammo, you were limited to, like, the amount that you could buy because uh, basically mm-hmm. everyone would come in and just clean them out because they were worried yeah. the uh, Muslim from Kenya was going <laughs> right. to, you know, and uh, that's great in the, for, for the industry. And yeah. uh, the NRA, like, pushes all of that, th- like, theoretical bullshit to boost the gun prices because they're all backed by the gun manufacturers and the ammo manufacturers. Yeah. Um, this is basically like a lobby, you know. Uh so that's yeah i'm just scratching my head like what like is is that he would lose a lot of his base i think if he touches that topic and and i i read that he was making like grumpy faces like he was as a teleprompter speech he didn't really want to like you could tell he didn't want to give it and everything um but that might have just been like white noise <laughs> uh, <laughs> to like you know scatter it, it about or what I, I don't know um but it, it's a really like every time one of these would happen when obama was in it, it, everything would get more scarce price would go up yeah and and now none of them none of it doesn't like 
it's not really like affecting the market at all because I think of the politics the, or the lack of politics. Like around it, um, it'd be so fucking funny if Trump just seized all the guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they would be oh, pivoting into the the criminalizing yeah. mental illness thing, and they're they're all leaping, they're like font, like chomping at the bit for this because they want that. They know what gun control is about. That's why they wanted to deny it at first, and now they want it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's actually yeah. my thinking as well. Uh huh. I'm am w- waiting for the the John Delaney uh, hate crime insurance to uh, oh come God. through and really yeah. uh, control the market on this one. I totally forgot about that. Oh my God. Yeah, that was fucking stooge. <laughs> fucking I, I can't believe anyone would say that after two back to back mass shootings. That's right after, right after, like it's it's like amazing because like in some ways you're like. How how can someone be so bad at running for president and still do it? But I mean, I guess like like you're also you'd also ask the same of Trump in 2016. Is like how can you be this like inept at running for president? And like it worked for him. I, I don't know. I think Delaney's taking it into like weird directions of uh, being a fucking nerd and also just it, like inhuman levels of uh, not being able to summon any amount of sympathy. Um, yeah, if you commit any hate crimes, your uh, insurance rate would go up. Like, <laughs> who who would still have a gun after a hate crime? Wouldn't you just be in fucking prison? Like, I, I well, only under- if you're white. Yeah, <laughs> right. Depends on what the insurance adjusters say. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. them. yeah. <laughs> which really, those are the only people that are making these hate crimes. So that's not really a valid comment. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, running for president, though, like, I wish I had done it because it's just such an easy way to get all your bills paid and, like, just go around and talk to people. Sell your books, Chris. Yeah, it's it's a great (laughs) You should run next four. Anybody here with hate crimes? I got a book to sell (laughs) you. What the fuck? Who is this guy? (laughs) Damn, is there a a way to do the the trifecta of... um, book deals, religions, and politics at the same time? Like, a sort of, like, political Scientology? I mean, people do that shit all the time. Like, that's kind of what cults are about. You mean Marianne Williamson? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Marianne Williamson, except, like, I don't know, is she peddling a book right now? I feel like she's, like, slacked on that point. She has written books. She has written books. Yeah, that's true. She has Uh, written. Like, yeah. She's peddling herself. I mean, she's selling, like, her identity effectively, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's a huge branding exercise. I, I mean, I, I really, I should be a little bit more, I guess, wary towards this thing because I, I, I didn't realize how much that Marianne Williamson was like laundering by running for president. Because like I had never heard of her. I was, I was basically born after, um, she had fucking like shown her ass during the AIDS crisis. So. It's like when I come to her, it's a fresh perspective, and the only thing I'm seeing are like the ironic orbs memes. I'm like, yeah, sure, she has actually, because she's looking at it from such this like broad like perspective and such a systematic thing. You know what? That she's actually making a lot of sense when she does her like woo woo uh, sort of emotional energy. Uh, we have to vibe our way. She's making sense in the same way that, that Trump makes sense to a Trump supporter. Like, she's putting vague statements out there, and then you're ascribing things to them and filling in the blanks. So yeah. she's just liberal Trump. Well, what's crazy, what's though, is if you listen to the Chapo interview over, her politics are actually really good, other than the, the AIDS thing, which is, like, obviously very bad. And, and she wasn't even questioned on during the fucking interview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I don't agree that her politics are, are better, certainly. Um, yeah. And, like... The, I mean, she's better than her. almost every Democrat. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No, and I, I can absolutely believe that. I'm just saying, like, she's made, she's left... She's left-lib Trump, you know? And I don't, like... That's that's not supposed to be, like, a statement loaded with, with any kind of connotation to it. I think we need to analyze that as a circumstance and, like, decide whether or not we want to make a tool out of it. Yeah, I'd rather not do another. When we get socialist Trump, 
you know, get back at me, but I'm going I'm to go back to sleep <laughs> on this bullshit right here. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I, I don't think we should be like, like if we can somehow co-opt that, that narrative. Yeah, the energy. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I think we need Hassan Piker to run for president. <laughs> I mean, not going to lie, that's that would be the move. Like, get get yeah. us onto a fucking political office and still thirst trapping on Instagram. It, <laughs> he he could be a fucking Kennedy with the right PR firm. Oh, like, yeah. I I believe it was. I'm sorry. You can go, John. Oh no, I didn't have much to riff on. What, go what ahead. percentage of the vote do you think will be gamers in 2024? Oh Jesus! Like <laughs> well, they have to leave their house, Ryan. Define <laughs> gamer, and it's a mail-in ballot here, so. Oh yeah, you can mail it in, I guess. Yeah, depending on your state, like it's mandated mail-in in Washington. Hmm. Huh. We'll have a voting app in the PS5 store. Yeah, yeah there you right. go. The uh, <laughs> the the behind the bastards podcast is kind of going back to like the Trump election and uh, Williamson and everything. Uh, did an episode on everyone's favorite fighter pilot John McCain, and it's definitely you should check it out. Um, because that guy's a real bastard. If you really want to have like just be angry all night, um, but his he's one of the greatest fighter pilots for the Vietnamese army and uh, <laughs> during the war, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, his his campaign that he ran against Obama, they're saying it that Trump like took that same campaign and just kind of like upped it a little bit with like some craziness and racism and everything, and and they they followed like what what McCain was doing and uh, put it back to where I was like, so like, you know, fuck this guy one more time. Cause he, he gave us this in his death. He was like, you know, or whatever, you know, and uh, it, it made sense. I can't really like explain it. Cause it was, I listened to it like six months ago or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, pretty much down to the plate. Cause he gaffed a lot. And uh, it, it, like, he was just like angry old fucking boomer and everything. Just like Trump, you know, <laughs> and uh, just, Trump had more clout, like publicly, like through his TV shows and bullshit and everything that he does. Um, His card and games that he plays on everyone, you know. Uh, But uh, fuck John McCain. That's all I had. I just really wanted to say that on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they. John McCain, we're glad you're dead. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a a, solid point to make. It's a, it's a, it's a, like a, just a stupid guy that like tells it how it is and and like, uh, Bush Jr., H, whatever, the second asshole Bush, uh, was the guy that's like, you know, I don't really know about his politics I like so much, but I'd have a beer with that guy. Like, that that thing, and they just kind of, like, build on that and just put these morons up there that, like, have no, like, idea how to to, to manage any any of that. And But it's all their underlings that are, like, you know, and Trump had like the worst one is like like Steve yeah. Bannon and, and shit. Well, uh, I mean, that's a very like decided post bellum South strategy is to make yourself look like you're a fucking dumb hick and then sneak in and do shit. Mm-hmm. This has mm-hmm. been workshopped for like a long time, and it's been the Republican strategy for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you think about it like this: um, the Going back to like fascist aesthetics and 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 like uh, uh, political strategy, like you know they posed as socialists, they posed as populist, whatever the fuck that means. They posed as like this mass movement, which you know for the for the like shitty racist middle class it kind of was, right? But it was also sort of a deeply unpopular clown party for a long, long time. But the fucking centrists and libs and and social democrats just like kept bending over backwards, half naked for them, and like. Um, because they were like, well, you know, these people have points, but like, we're missing some of the point, which is that they did posture as like the, a party of the people for whatever that was taken, uh, at its value, you know, like, and then, and then, um, you know, Republicans have been doing the same thing just in a very, uh, folksy American way. Um, and in fact, like the Nazis, uh, you know, coined this term, or at least used a lot, this term folkish, which is kind of like saying folksy, um, which is this kind of racist fucking uh, shit term about like how like, oh, we're these like true people of the land of this land and this land is ours. And, you know, 
Um, and and we uh, we got to get back to those traditions and that shit that made us feel good when we were five years old and our daddy still loved us, right? And now our daddy's the state, right? Like we said. And so like the fucking conservative mob that has been cr- like sculpted over decades is kind of the same creation just with like an American kind of woodsy aesthetic, you know, um, and like a suburban kind of veneer in many cases too. Uh, I mean, it's all, it's all petty bourgeois bullshit. It's the same fucking shit where they're posing yeah. as the real people, right? But they're just they're just fucking money grubbers like anybody else. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, the thing the thing that sucks is that I mean, I wasn't alive to see this happen, but I mean, reading back through, you can like see like as Democrats stepped away more and more from like the actual working class politics and unions and sort of like backing that shit up. Like they like conceded to during FDR's thing under the new deal in the national labor relations act. I mean, I can see by the time I'm born in the nineties and I'm watching like constantly Republicans saying working class this, working class that, and the way they can just pose is that like nakedly while in the meantime on a state level, they're creating a right to work states. Um, where you're just fucking fired just because the company feels like it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that like they they've just been able to nakedly talk out of both sides of their mouth, and like unfortunately, like nobody wants to offer the policies that make that would make them stop talking out of both sides of their mouth. Like, I mean, on one hand, at least Republicans are willing to say like working class more often than Democrats are. Democrats don't even like want to acknowledge they exist sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. We'll talk about the middle class, which is just white people. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Pretty much. And th- that's the thing that sucks is like, I mean, even when you see like the like the leftist media talk about it, and like the way they they created the phrase like deplorables, and I mean, what does that sound like besides like the like the absolute underclass of America, who's like like literally. There's a class of deplorables, but it's not just any like one type of person. It's like the literal people who are fucking like you know struggling hand to mouth. Lonnie's, um, and it's it's not necessarily racial. It's not necessarily who you voted for, but there's like a literal class that is viewed as deplorable by like you know the architects of society who just oh, yeah. get shafted over and over. And I can I can sort of see why then like you know Republicans do have that sort of like hold on like a folksy aesthetic is because at least they're willing to touch the thing or like just talk about it i mean they might not do anything for it they might just be poking it with a stick to see if it's dead or yet or not but i mean oh yeah i mean they're completely cynical like like in a, in a very like different way from the democrats right we need to reclaim that Cynicism. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know much about politics because it's fucking stupid. Like both sides are wrong. You know, they're all stupid. Like, but uh, this Hassan Piker guy, you know, he seems pretty cool. Like, uh, I would sell him some Xanax. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I mean, the sad thing is, is like because I'm one of the uh, the mo- the most uh, uh, sought to and pandered to demographics of uh, gamers. I, I I'm sort of like aware of like like the whole Hassan is his Twitch circle at the very least the the sort of environment that that he's connecting to like the gamers through, and and it's it's pretty it was pretty neat to watch this happen because um he was at first like really good friends with Destiny. I'm not sure like how much you guys are forced to hear about him being extremely <laughs> online. It's because because Destiny is the guy who walks in who has the superpower of walking into the most alt-right breeding grounds and coming out still a relatively normal white guy. It's, it's somehow, it's like, you know... I don't really find that comforting. Like, what a relatively normal white guy is still, like, pretty playing heavily into white supremacy. Destiny <laughs> seems kind of left, because, like, uh, my introduction to him was, like, um, he was watching some clip about Venezuela or something like that, and they were like, uh, oh, yeah, this is happening. He's like, that's not true, that's not true, like, it's actually this and this and this, and we're, like... I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Who's yeah, this guy? It, it, it's weird to see someone somewhat normal. I mean, at, I mean, at at this stage, it's like, you know, America's sort of white supremacist, and it's hard to even get to that point in a critique with the normal person because they're like, I, I don't want, I no, I reject all of this. Um, but, like, Destiny, for what it's worth, he tries 
he tried to open his eyes a lot and he's been leaning a lot harder to neoliberal and he's he's making his own personal little fascist mini arc and trying to bend back more towards the center rather than because he's been reasonable for such a long time communists started invading his chat on moss he made friends with hassan that only bridged the gap more to him people have been trying to read him quotes out of das capital or something and he he just remains ever convinced that like capitalism works. Why replace the whole Should've thing? Capitalist power. <laughs> I mean, the, the only problem is he refuses to read anything longer than like three pages, especially when it comes to socialism. He wants something in like five minutes that could convince him for the rest of his life. Although, like, I mean, before he was before he found any success in streaming, uh, Destiny did. He was literally like this poor carpet cleaner who had no no hope for the rest of his life. I mean, much like I mean, like I do. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have this like thing where you're looking forward in your careers and you're like, what "The fuck is going on here? What what is my plan?" Because I mean, I mean, that's me. I deeply, I deeply identify. And when Destiny talks about being poor in his life, like you're like, "Damn," he sort of gets it. But then because he's like white and middle class, it just it cuts off He's at being, I'm a capitalist, I'm going to vote Democrat, that's good enough. Kamala Harris, 2020, that's sort of destiny in a nutshell. Oh, is he K-Hive? Not, I don't know. Honestly, I don't care to, like, at this point in my life, uh, I'd rather read theory from the 1800s than try <laughs> to keep up with it. All I know is Hassan is the best thing from Twitch, and... You know, he's the youngest of the Young Turks. Uh, Zoomers probably love him. Yeah. And um, I look forward to him selling feet pics to fund his campaign. <laughs> he's a Chad and he's Bay. <laughs> Basically. Right. I, I think the root of your point that you were getting at, though, is that we need to co-opt that folksiness and appeal. I mean, we need more popular appeal, essentially, to Americana. That's why yeah. I will stand up for Chapo in a lot of cases because they are that like to the one of the greatest degrees that there is right now. I think. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I because I don't, I don't, I don't know where ever to like say that I like a thing because I don't, I don't like things as much as I like people and getting along <laughs> with people. So, like, if people have, like, a problem with, like, Chapo or the video games I play, like, no, I completely understand that, and usually they are dumb and shitty, and really and truly, like, I mean, the amusement I feel from, like, listening to any particular podcast, being a part of any particular group, saying I listen to this, saying I watch this person is, is a little bit removed than just little moments like this when you could be in a Discord chat room recording your own podcast with all of your best buds. True. Aww. True. Best buds. <laughs> what There's if we took it more on a, uh, a street fight level and uh, just pushed it, pushed socialism through cable guys? Right. Sure. I mean, I was, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. It's like, why don't we have more like syndical media networks? Right. Right. I would love to know the answer to that. <laughs> Shout out to Means TV. Well, I mean, it's probably yeah. just that, that it requires an immense amount of capital and that, you know. And you know, or, like, or just very tenacious coordination and, and like, like slow but steady execution, I think, is the other thing. It's like, you can do it at a small scale, but if you want to do it at a big scale, you need the capital. Um, well, yeah, it's like network effects to using, like, a platform, you know, in order to develop the platform, you need, like, you you either need to use someone else's platform like YouTube or some shit like that, and then you're su right. subject to their like censorship policies and all that, or you need a bunch of capital to develop your own. Right. Yeah. Which I would be happy to do if anyone wants to pay me. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, I'll charge you cut rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're piggybacking on like YouTube, the price of all that production has significantly gone down. You can literally use like your cell phone to like video oh, yeah. with an, it's an HD and everything but it's still um it's still inaccessible because everyone's got to have a fucking gig economy job and work like 12 hour days and stuff so there the amount of work that goes into that cuz I do a little bit of goofing around with video production and stuff and most of the time it's just like hey man uh 
I got a, I got a kid I'm taking care of. I just got back from like being at work for like 30 days. And uh, my buddy works at like local cable access uh, studio uh, shop, whatever studio, you know. So there's all this free equipment you can use if you join memberships like really cheap. But uh, I'm just so fucking tired every day from living in this goddamn capitalist hell. I oh, can't sure. get in there to like to write, to sit down and write something, to to film it, and then to go in there to film it. It, it I could. I could probably do it in a day if that's all I did. But with life the way it is, it like that shit takes me like a month. To get yeah, the only reason I even have the energy for this is because I go candy at work all day. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, I ran out of spoons like at the beginning of the year and I'm just forging new ones at this point. I'm not really sure where I'm getting the, the fucking iron for them. Like... <laughs> I don't even have the energy to tweet anymore. I mean, quite frankly... <laughs> Yeah. Depends how much rage I have. Yeah. Right. I've had a shit week, week at work this week, so uh, I was up at one thirty in the morning, like, fucking with so, some constitutionalist guy who's too cowardly to admit he's a fascist. Oh, so. God. Yeah. That's the great yeah. thing about them. Is they're so cowardly. tweet about, like, men, you know? It's much easier to just complain about something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, quick shout out to the uh, American Capitalist Party. I don't know if has anybody heard of of these guys? Like, no. like a literal. There's a literal political party. Like right now, you could Google this shit. The American Capitalist Party. Um, one of my friends, <laughs> um, is a uh, he's 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 a carpenter. Um, uh-huh. that works a lot, and his like his sole Twitter presence is just finding these like died in the wool fucking libertarian types and and one time he came across these guys and he he was talking about libertarianism and we're going back and forth and i was like yeah uh, libertarian socialism predates like actual libertarianism by at least a good what 50 60 years i I don't really know probably more than that right libertarianism was i I pulled up the site and and it's already very funny to me uh, yeah, we are the only political party consistently dedicated to the flourishing of human life on Earth. <laughs> oh, that's, well, yeah, oh, yeah, five, as usual. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> life is measured by the size of a market, really. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. By like, employment rates, you yeah. know, you have your percentage of alive people and your percentage of people who are in this uh, purgatory state um, called unemployment. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people just dead to you who aren't even looking for a job at all, so you don't include them in the statistics. So, well, I mean, look at Prairie Dogs. Yeah, that in the you know, liabilities column. Unemployment rate. Why are we not modeling ourselves more off of that? Really? Every specific policy we endorse in every field on every issue confronting the country is, without exception, designed with two goals in mind: protecting the freedom of man's mind, assuring <laughs> the prospering of human life. <laughs> Prosper. Wow. What the some fuck? Star Trek ass shit. Yeah, for real. The freedom yeah. of man's mind. What the fuck does that mean? I don't think it's yeah. a good Star Trek shit though. Free speech? Is that I guess that's what it is. Which man though? It's not even free speech for you. It's like free speech for Protecting your boss. The freedom to say the N-word. Yeah, right, basically. <laughs> basically that's usual. Bring back Papa John. Freedom is sorry. Environmentalism and climate change. Let's let's get it straight. Human beings, not swamps, wastelands, caribous, rats, or mosquitoes, hold supreme moral value. We hold that what is morally right and proper is for human beings to develop and cultivate the earth's resources in service of human life. Well, they sound like they're eco-fascist. Those are. Well, oh, that's no, that's that's like Christian fundamentalism. That's a Stuart. So, I mean, but they're the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's fair. That, that is true. Yeah. Well, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, it's all just extractivist justification. Oh, but... Yeah. Oh, this is great. Whether or not human industrial activity contributed to the slight warming of the past 150 years, two truths are certain. This mild warming, despite decades of alarmism, poses no immediate catastrophic threat to human life. And governments restricting of the economic activity required to attain flourishing life across all climates is the exact opposite of a proper course of action. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> I just who the fuck are these people? Yeah. I don't know how yeah. much of a probably Soyboy's coworkers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I bet they're probably members. Sorry, John. <laughs> no, I was just saying, I don't know how much of a fucking loser you have to be where you can't even get in at the kids' table at the Republican Party, so you just have to go out and create your own. <laughs> oh, God, right. yeah. You're the, well, the you fucking... know, it's, just a, it's a LARPing thing for them. Like, I used to be, when I was a little kid and, and, like, a junior libertarian or whatever, I was really into, like, micronations and shit like that. It's because they want to be the... It, it goes back to the same thing, you know, in a room of 10 fascists, there are 10 men who want to be fewer. So they want to yeah. make yep. a new room where they they get to be the big fish in a small pond and they don't yep. think it's going to be Yeah. It's actually one of the easiest ways to wedge the right wing is to appeal to their, like, uh, kind of vain, glory-seeking, like, ambition. Um, yeah. Like, get, get because they're individualists in this fucked up supremacist kind of way. And so, like, like you just have to, like, continually goad them into wanting the, the top seat. You know, um, the only well, that, or, or it you go at it with the other angle of why do you want the government to take care of you? It goes back to that why oh, why exactly. is that your dad thing? Like why can't you take care of yourself? Right, exactly. I think I that like, ultimately the right wing like can't exist without um, lazy thugs, or as we like to call them, cops. Yeah. So basically, like yeah. you, you know, like that's literally the coordinating like stratus of of like uh, a successful right wing like death pyramid is the lazy thugs who are willing to punch down so that they can get like more scraps than everybody else. You know, that's it. If, if those people didn't fucking exist and cooperate, uh, then none of it would happen. Uh, it would not happen at all. Um, so like you take out the cops and you take out the whole fucking thing. (laughs) Not to say, (laughs) This is purely hypothetically. Hypothetically, if this were a video game, you know, yeah. like San Andreas. Uh. Well, I mean, there there are plenty of ways to to end that institution. I, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, through an elaborate, um, like liberal political card game or something. Yeah, electoral politics, of course, is going to get rid of the police, definitely. Yeah, we could just make on this fucking party website, the Capitalist Party. Are you looking at these people? So one more, th- one more thing for the American Capitalist Party. Okay, this is actually the first thing in their economic section, which is the first section, of course. Uh, <laughs> Number one, the, the separation of state and economy. There should exist a strict legal separation of state and economy in the United States, just as and for the same reason there exists a legal separation of state and church. Oh Jesus! What? <laughs> I mean, how does that work? I, I fully support that because if they did that, it would cause the state to collapse. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's actually good, but in a way they don't expect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what What does that mean, though? It doesn't mean anything. The government isn't allowed to make yeah. any laws about the economy. <laughs> that, yeah. that means that you got Sony bucks, you got Starbucks bucks. I just kind of want to see how that sounded. And Amazon bucks, which I think that's a real thing. And, so, so and piracy they're... is illegal, right? Or like uh, suddenly that's just going to become totally the norm. Normally they're like opposed to that kind of shit, right? Well, I don't. It, it's, hard. It's, it's a crapshoot with libertarians. They're like either really exactly. into piracy or like weirdly against it, even though they. Like, right, right, exactly. I was just gonna say, like, it's always with these situations. Um, it's always like, uh, you know, rules for other people, but not for me, right? Yeah. So, like, piracy is good if I can do it, but not if other people can do it, right? Yeah, like, don't pirate me, yeah. but don't pirate me, but I can you. pirate. That's cool. Yeah. So they're basically against civil law because they're like, yeah. oh, well, if someone's if someone does something criminal like fraud or force, right. then that's right. fine, and we'll pers- we'll uh, prosecute that under criminal justice. Right. Yeah. But that's exactly but everything else why. is bad. Well, think about so, it. Like, yeah, go ahead and do that, guys. I, f- yeah. I support you. <laughs> yeah. I'll vote, I'll vote, I'll vote for you. <laughs> that just sounds like the acceleration. Job. The yeah. acceleration of uh, was the company towns. Like the way yeah. that Facebook is trying yeah. to build a company town. Which I... Wow. Fucked up. Yeah. We're, we're in the, the, the 2010s and it's basically like we're in the 1910s, but with fucking air conditioning. The interesting part about that, we would be the ones out in the streets bitching about free speech while the Pinkertons <laughs> beat the shit out of them. Yeah, that's true. So, 
I was I was wrong. It's things have changed, but it's it's still the same bullshit. Still the same bullshit. I for Except one, for, we're trying to suppress our speech as possibly. Maybe, I don't know. I for speech. one, <laughs> I for one just want my soapbox to stand on. Um, as a, as a short king. Uh, I think I'd have a lot to gain by literally standing on soapboxes as I go on my long tirades against the bosses. So, I say bring that back. I agree, John. More I things for me to stand on and actually be five foot eight. That was part one of a two-part episode. If you enjoyed that, come back next week for part two. Uh, check out our other episodes at uh, neighborsciencepodcast.com, Twitter at neighborsciepod. You can rate us on iTunes or support us on patreon.com slash neighborscience.